Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Eat Sleep Podcast Repeat. My name is Dave Taylor, and this is a big episode today. It's episode number 300 of Eat Sleep Podcast Repeat. Uh, Hopefully you're clapping along with me there. Yes, 300 episodes of Eat Sleep Podcast Repeat. Uh, We couldn't have done it without you. Many, many episodes and stuff. So, again, we are uh, a little background on us. You're just joining us for the first time because you see what we have coming up in this particular episode. Uh, we're uh, located in uh, Norfolk, Virginia, Chesapeake, Virginia, Virginia Beach, uh, Hampton Roads. There you go. Uh, we're uh, part of a couple of radio stations, a couple of rock radio stations, FM 99 and 106.9 The Fox here in Virginia. And uh, you can find us on those websites, FM99.com or 1069thefox.com or the media tab. Or uh, social media, ESPR99 on Facebook and Twitter, and many different uh, podcast apps, Spotify, TuneIn, Apple. Uh, you can go there. Uh, we're all over the place. So search ESPR Wrestling. Subscribe. Make sure you get the notifications when we post new episodes like this. You don't miss out. Uh, but we, we we take a deep dive into everything wrestling, a lot of WWE, a lot of AEW, uh, some Ring of Honor. When it works out, impact when it's uh, crazy enough, you know. <laughs> Uh, but mainly WWE, uh, AEW stuff. Uh, and from time to time, we score some interviews. And uh, what we're going to do in today's episode is we are going to preview uh, WWE's uh, Payback, which is happening on uh, Saturday, September 2nd. But before we get there, we're going to talk to one of the superstars that is uh, heavily involved on that card. And I tell you what, I- I'm looking forward to this. Uh, it is uh, Raquel Rodriguez. She is going to be joining us on Eat Sleep Podcast Repeat. So without further ado, let's do it. Episode number 300. Yeah, going big. WWE superstar Raquel Rodriguez. On the line with me right now, and I tell you what, it's a pleasure speaking with this woman because I know one day she is going to be a megastar in WWE. No pressure, Raquel. But Raquel, <laughs> Raquel Rodriguez, how you doing? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me, Dave. It's a pleasure to talk with you. It's great talking with you, too. You're one of my favorite superstars in WWE. I I just love, uh, you know, you're a great NXT, and the watch you come up with the main roster has just been great. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. That means a lot. It's it's been a, it's been a good journey so far, and it's just starting. It's crazy. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's, uh, you know, you've been through a lot. You can't find a tag team partner that stays healthy, and uh, and now you're uh, <laughs> challenging Rhea Ripley uh, at Payback uh, this uh, Saturday. I know, I know, and this is my first uh, singles premiere live event, so I'm feeling a little bit anxious, a little excited, just overall all the feels, you know. <laughs> yeah. Well, I didn't think about that. Yeah, because you did a lot of tagging uh, with uh, Aaliyah and then uh, and then Liv and everything. So wow, yeah. So hats off to you for getting to this point. Thank you, thank you. I'm I'm looking forward to it. I know it's going to be a very tough battle, but either way, I feel like a winner already just going into it and getting the shot. Well, I, I think you match up with Rhea really well because uh, there was that many people you know that are like i would say like her size but just the stature i guess i mean because you're tall you you know you you, you're freaking strong so (laughs) well thank you yeah no i agree like there is no one really on the roster who can match up to ria's stature and she has been a very dominant female champion this far so uh i i think i've put a little bit of a little bit of doubt in her mind these past few weeks when we've been having our brawls but uh, I'm looking forward to actually getting into the ring and making it count this time and yeah. hopefully getting my hands on that title too. 
That would be nice. Uh, yeah, your first uh, singles champion in WWE. I know NXT, you were a champion there too. But uh, how, has anybody given you any like advice? Have you talked to like you know some of the ladies that's been around for a while just to kind of like how do you mentally prepare for a match like this? Yeah, yeah, I have. You know, like Natalia, she's been amazing. Um, when it's when since I've been called up to the main roster, she's been someone who has been by my side a lot and given me a lot of advice and from her years of experience. And she too has just gone through about gone through her battle with Rhea. Um, so she's, she's definitely been there kind of, you know, keeping me positive and keeping me motivated and telling and helping me guide me through Candice LeRae and Indy Hartwell as well have been there, you know, just basically kind of having my back in a moment where maybe my anger could have gotten the best of me. Um, so I'm really just trying to control that. <laughs> Yeah, do you have to deal with Dirty Dom? Is he, is he going to be in her corner on uh Oh, uh, I hope so. Please, give me a piece of Dirty Dom. <laughs> that would be very satisfying. Put him out there. <laughs> do you, you, you know, in these moments, um, you know, with, with, like, I don't know, things have been, like, different, like, the last year or so in WWE, you know, they, it, I, I've been a longtime fan. I mean, I, I, I've been watching before you were born. Um, so, like... <laughs> Like storylines, like back in the day, used to be stretched out. You know, things things will last yeah. a while. Uh, you know, the nineties kind of came along, and it was you know crashed. You know, everything and and everybody. You know, like if you were wrestling twenty years ago, and you had all these ladies on the roster, you would have wrestled them all like in a month span. I think on television. Um, <laughs> I, I mean, seriously. So I think things are more like drawn out now. More. Do you do you sense mm-hmm. like that is become more the norm? Because I think even a couple of years ago in NXT, it was a little different but i mean do you sense that like things take a longer time to get through um as in drawn out ways yeah i do because you know there's still a lot of women on the roster that i have yet to step into the ring with and that i would love to step into the ring with i would love to have a match with bianca belair and um becky lynch and uh, another opportunity at bailey and eo sky you know i um there's so many talented women again candace and indy hartwell Zoe Stark, I would love to step into the ring with Zoe. She's an up-and-coming new star, too. And so I do think, yeah, a lot of things are, are a little bit more drawn out more. But I, I think that's for the better, too, because I think it gives the audience an opportunity to really connect with a superstar. Yeah, absolutely, because there's the more uh, drama involved. You know, I, I mean, it's like on mm-hmm. the men's side with, like, you know, the Sami Zayn thing where, like, that was drawn out just enough for him. And now look at him now. So Yeah, yeah, exactly. You, uh, you know, you mentioned, uh, you know, Becky Lynch because I know she cost you that match against uh, Trish Stratus and everything. And I know she like kind of like apologized for that, but <laughs> we still we still have some talking to do. But yeah, she cost me that opportunity at Money in the Bank, um, but it was all right because Liz came back and we had an opportunity to win the women's tag title. So I don't, you know, I've forgiven her a little bit more now. <laughs> yeah, what was that moment like? Uh, but congrats on winning that, and then of course I know you had a. You know, lost them, uh, but um, either that whole thing with uh, Shanna Baszler and Ronda Rousey, you know, that was like really weird. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was an interesting switch or turn of events, I should say. I guess, I guess Shanna was just a little tired of living in Ronda's shadow, if that's what she wants to call it. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was just they were such good teammates and partners one day, and then the next, it was just like the flip of a switch. Which, by the way, I thought for you, because, I, I mean, Ronda's been up and down, and I don't know how you feel about her personally or, or wrestling-wise. I mean, did people like her in the locker room? You know, Did she carry herself well? I mean, I know you hear various reports of 
I, you know, things, I guess, on the Internet because it's the Internet. Uh, but how did she carry herself backstage? Rhonda carries herself like a superstar. Rhonda's great. I, I have had um, no bad experiences with Rhonda. I think she has been also been very um, willing to put herself, you know, into into a business that she doesn't have much knowledge in. Um, but she's also been willing to kind of help the rest of us along the way too, and elevate a lot of the women in the division. She wants, she wants a lot for the women in the division. I'll say that she does care about the women's division for WWE. I thought your match against her on SmackDown was fan. Like that was fan free fantastic. Cause to me, it's like people like realize like how good you are. And then it was, it was a great Ronda match. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, no, I was, I was very, very proud of those, the two matches that we had, um, for for the women's titles and and yeah again like I said it's just it's really great to work someone like Ronda because she's such an amazing athlete and so stepping into the ring with her is very intimidating in itself but having someone who moves differently and has a different mentality almost makes you want to step up your game and be creative you know you have to step out of your box when you're facing someone like Ronda so it was a lot of fun for me too. Yeah, that, that's I, I mean the first match because that was like your debut match or one of your first matches. And I remember like I think earlier this year was like the rematch, and that was a fantastic match. I enjoyed that. Thank you, thank you. I appreciate that. So, so your upbringing—it's like I don't want to say like you're late into the business, but like because because you had like a long other career, sort of like in college, right? What was your like your background before you got into wrestling? Yeah, I played basketball. I was a, a collegiate athlete. I played basketball at Sam Houston State. Um, university in Huntsville, Texas. And basically, you know, my dad was a wrestler and I always wanted to do it, but back then it was different for women. So it wasn't something he was looking forward to. And he told me if I wanted to pursue wrestling, I had to graduate college first. So I fell into basketball and I love basketball. And I saw it as my opportunity to get into a college and get a degree. Um, And that's what I did. (laughs) And then as soon as I graduated, I said, dad, remember our deal? And he gave me two years to try and make it into the WWE, and here we are today. <laughs> yeah, wow. Yeah, how did you uh, – Who did he train you? Or, or And who was your influences, by the way? Like, who did you watch growing up? Because obviously your dad's in the business, but, like, who did you gravitate to, you know, to, to watch? I mean, I, I loved watching WWE back then as well. You know, I gravitated towards John Cena and Stone Cold. Women-wise, I gravitated towards China and Beth Phoenix because – I was such a bigger girl, and I saw these big, strong, beautiful women representing big, strong, beautiful women, and it made me feel good about myself. Um, but really, it was just overall, the Attitude Era was my time, and I, I absolutely enjoyed it. And then, of course, just watching my dad live and watching the, the, the other men he worked with, like um, Mr. Prestigious, Richard Aleman, and the Galvans and Corpus Christi, and, and just being a part of that atmosphere was, was really different for me. It just made me really appreciate it a little bit more. When did you get the call from, like, NXT? Like, like did somebody spot you somewhere, or did you go to the tryouts? Yeah, no, I I was very persistent. And, my, again, my dad only gave me two years to try and catch their eyes, so I was doing everything I could. I submitted a video for Tough Enough, and I didn't get that, but then I heard they were having a tryout at um, the Arnold Classic, and so I bought a plane ticket for one night, went to the Arnold Classic for the first time ever for one night, walked straight right up to the area that they were having their tryouts, and I, you know, I was like, maybe they'll put me in the tryout, but no, they already had their athletes picked. But I met a recruiter, and from there, the recruiter gave me his email. He said, send me pictures, send me your resume, and the next thing I know, I was getting a call for a tryout, 
and then I was getting called to get hired for NXT. Wow. Man, and then you had that, like, I say, like, bodyguard role or whatever, but you were uh, with Dakota Kai just kicking butt for a while. That's... Yeah, and, you know, I'm very, very grateful for that role because that was my in, that was my debut, and and it was awesome to be partnered with someone like Dakota Kai who had so much experience and knowledge, and she was so willing to share that with me as well as help me in my role and, and find my place, in, you know, in the squared circle. And so I feel like that position itself really brought a lot of confidence to myself. Yeah. Who, um, like, worked on, like, promos there in NXT? Because I know Dusty was a big part of that, but I, I think, you know, I think by the time you got there, I think Dusty had passed on. But uh, who, like, who who does the promo training and everything in NXT? Who, who are the guys that are helping out that, or the girls? Yeah, so when I was in NXT, it was Steve Carino and Ryan Katz, and these two have amazing minds. And Andrew Carr as well, um, who's a part of the media team, he was very hands-on when it came to helping me push myself and in picking, you know, um, if something wasn't working, trying something else and just being out of the box with everything. But they were all very motivating to me, and they saw something in me that, that helped me stay positive um, while I was in NXT. And so I, I really appreciate all of them for all of their help because they're very, very good at what they do. When did you find out you're going to the main roster? Like, who told you? Was it a, you know, was it a meeting? Was it a phone call? It was a phone call, and it was actually I had just landed back in Orlando after being in Dallas or over Mania weekend for NXT Takeover, and it was I think day two of WrestleMania, and I got a call right as I had landed, and they just said, "Hey, this Friday you're going to SmackDown." <laughs> Um, and me and Dakota had just won the tag titles too. So I was like, okay, I'll be at NXT and at SmackDown <laughs> for a little bit, trying to figure out how that's going to work. <laughs> Did, uh, I, I know over time, like what was, uh, I, I guess the biggest challenge of like coming up for you? I mean, what, what was like the most intimidating thing that you thought or thing that you thought was going to be intimidating? You're like, Oh, this is nothing. Um, Honestly, it's all intimidating. It really is. I didn't have too many dark matches before I got called up. Um, so it was all a little bit fresh and new to me still. Um, but it's all very, very intimidating because there's a lot of pressure when you're on live TV and you have to hit certain times and there's certain points that you're trying to get across in those times and you want to get it across in a natural way. It's it's a lot of pressure on these TV days, I'll say that. And when you're just starting out, it's, it's tough. Um, but I just, I, I told myself that no matter what, we're going to keep smiling through it and we're going to push through. And either way, it's going to happen. So it's going to get done. Either way, it has to get done. Do you, do you like the live events? Does that give you more of a chance to, you know, work on things, if you will? or? I do. Actually, I love the live events more because we get more of an opportunity to interact with the fans, I feel like. And we get more of an opportunity to really enjoy what we're doing and, and who we're performing it for. So it's a little bit more intimate, if you will. And I think that's why I enjoy the live events more than TV. Yeah, they're always fun to watch. Uh, I, know, I know the last week has been uh, very emotional for, for everybody in, in WWE. How are you doing? How's, how's everybody doing? You know, everybody's come together. They really have. And, and everybody's kind of been together as it was before. It doesn't always take these, these events for us to come together as a family. WWE in itself has a great support system. Um, we are a big family because we're with each other nonstop. And so a lot of people 
school together. We're checking on each other, uh, making sure that everyone's doing all right mentally, physically, emotionally. It, it has been very difficult on a lot of our superstars who were very close to him. Um, but everybody's, everybody's really pulling through it and staying strong for the family. Yeah, you can see a lot of emotion coming through on television um, with, with some of them. Uh, you know, it was nice to see Eric – uh, back on on SmackDown and then Becky at the end of Raw. I mean, it was just like, mm-hmm. how, how do you not? You know, it's tough to, as a viewer just to hold back on that. But it's uh, but it's nice that you guys all have you know the, the bond of being together. Like you said, all the time. So that has to help a lot. It does. It does because we're all kind of going through it. So I think a lot of us are able to lean on each other or others that we trust um, to communicate and talk about these things and let our feelings out. Yeah, Bray, Bray was a great man. I would have loved to have interviewed him at one time. That dude had a, an amazing mm-hmm. mind, an amazing mind in the business. Yes. Yeah. Raquel, I wish you luck on Saturday at Payback. Thank you. Uh, Thank I, you very much. It's awesome. By the way, and congrats because this is my 300th episode of the podcast I do. And uh, so it's nice to have a big interview with a big round number of 300. So. <laughs> All right. Congratulations on 300. Thank you so much. And uh, we're going to see you, and hopefully as as a champion, when uh, WWE comes to Norfolk Scope on September 11th, I will be there. I will be cheering you on. I will try to be louder than everybody else. We'll see how that works. So. Yes. Awesome. <laughs> awesome. Well, I can't wait to see you guys, and we'll see you guys pretty soon. All right. Thank you, Raquel. Good luck on Saturday. I'll be watching. Thank you. You're welcome. Bye-bye. She was great. Man, that was a pleasure to talk to her. She was fantastic. And just stuff she talked about. And I never realized that this is her first singles match on a premium live event. What took so long to get there? I know she did a lot of tag stuff and everything else. Um, you know, and I'm hoping that uh, you know, she could beat Rhea Ripley. We'll do the preview in just a second here, but uh but man, that is uh that is big and uh congrats on uh, where she's going in her career. And I, and I expect big things. I'm not. I wasn't kissing butt. I, I do expect her to be big megastar in the business, man. And you know, she's just getting. It seems like she's just getting started in WWE. And it's just going to get bigger than that. So without further ado, let's uh, run through the uh, payback card. Uh, six uh, announced matches. That we're recording this before uh, Friday's SmackDown. And uh, here we go with the uh, matches on the card. Uh, Ellie Knight taking on the Miz. And I will say this. Uh, if you haven't seen it, go out of your way to find The Miz imitating LA Knight on Monday Night Raw. This probably is the best Miz impersonation uh, that he's done. Uh, you know, he's done uh, with The Rock. He did John Cena. Uh, but uh, I mean, I almost like, you know, for a second, because it's one of those things where I saw it online. I was like, you know, wasn't quite paying attention. I was like, wait a minute, is that LA Knight? It's like, no, no, that's The Miz who just looks like LA Knight. But he nailed the sound. Nailed the sound of Ellie Knight, and you know, and it was doing all these extra catch catchphrases too. It was hysterical, uh, and I think this should be a fun match. I think this is the beginning of the feud. I don't know if this is the one that's gonna, how long it's gonna last, uh, you know, until Ellie Knight, you know, ends up picking up a title or something. Uh, so I, you know, I want to say like, you know, is the Miz gonna win and and halt any Ellie Knight momentum? Uh, I think Ellie Knight gets the win here. It may not be too definitive, but uh, but that should be fun. On that, uh, we got uh, we'll, we'll do one of the title matches here: the United States Championship, Rey Mysterio defending against Austin Theory. I almost got a feeling like, you know, I mean, unless they're going to do something here with, uh, you know, with the guy who uh, Santos Escobar, who you know could have uh, faced uh, Austin Theory here, I, I think Rey retains unless you know Santos cost Rey the match. 
you know, which always seems kind of dumb when he calls somebody the title because it's like, don't you want the title yourself? Uh, but I, I think Ray uh, retaining here against Austin Theory, although I will say there's a slight chance Austin does win the title back uh, if they're going to go with the Austin Theory LA Knight direction here. And this is maybe just one last title for Ray to have in a premium live event. It could be that. But, uh, you know, I'm just going to go pure Austin Theory. Austin's going to win this. Um, we'll see what uh, Santo Escobar does. They haven't really hinted anything, you know, but they, they try to set it up. Like, ah, everything's cool between us and Ray. We'll see. Uh, you have a uh, steel cage match. Becky Lynch taking on Trish Stratus, uh, putting the wraps on this feud, which should have happened maybe at SummerSlam to kind of extend it a little bit. Uh, you did have a uh, fun uh, Becky Lynch, Zoe Starks match on Raw. Uh, they got emotional there at the end. As uh, you know, the, the uh, with Becky and everything else, and then uh, her tribute after the show uh, was great as well. Becky should win this one. We'll see how this goes. Uh, you got the uh, undisputed WWE Tag Team Championship match, and I think this plays into another match later on. But you got Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn defending the title against the Judgment Day. They've been teasing some dissension between uh, Finn Balor and and Damian Priest. Uh, you know, you, and you got uh, JD. J.J. McDonald kind of getting involved, you know, like Finn's friend here. So I, I don't know, you know, is, uh, you know, at some point is, is Damien going to get thrown out of Judgment Day and J.D.'s going to take over? You know, we'll, we'll see how that goes right there. So I see Owens and, and Zayn retaining in this particular match and maybe some more dissension between Finn Balor and Damien Priest, which I think will play out even later in the evening. But uh, you got that uh, going on right there in that particular match. And then you got uh, the uh, Women's World Championship match. Rhea Ripley defending the title against Raquel Rodriguez, who we just talked to. And Raquel, I'm a fan. I'm supporting you. Uh, but I, I don't think this is going to be your night uh, against uh, Rhea Ripley here. I'm sure Dirty Dom will get involved. Uh, but, but I like the matchup. You know, we, we kind of knew we were going to get there. You know, it's been kind of like. Just the way we've been building it around, but uh, size-wise, you know, it's not too often you get somebody that uh, matches up uh, size-wise with uh, Rhea Ripley. And uh, we'll see how this goes. I hope it's a good match for both of them. Uh, rooting for Raquel, just for it to be a good match. And that should be fun. Now, I think the next match is going to be your main event of the evening. Unless again, they match, uh, you know, I don't see them announcing more cards, uh, matches for the card for tomorrow. But uh, World Heavyweight Championship match, Seth freaking Rollins defending against Shinsuke Nakamura. Uh, two ways this can go. Um, I got a feeling there's going to be a cash-in attempt tonight from Damian Priest. Uh, like like Seth retains, Damian goes to cash-in, and Finn costs him the opportunity. Shinsuke wins the title and then loses it to Damian Priest, and then there's dissension there because Damian's now the champion. Finn is not because Finn can get the job done. Or, or maybe Damian goes to cash-in and Finn screws him. So many different options here. I think there's some titles changing hands in that particular match. Uh, who's going to end up the champion? Shinsuke or, or uh, Damian Priest? There you go. This is this tonight. Tonight, Seth Rollins loses the title. See how that goes. That's your payback card. Six matches on there. I'm sure some will be pretty long. I'm, I'm sure the tag match will be, and you know there'll be some fun stuff. Maybe something else gets added into. We'll see what uh, happens on. On SmackDown on a Friday night. But there's your card for a WWE Payback happening December 2nd. And uh, quite an episode. Yes, 300 episodes of Eat Sleep Podcast Repeat. We throw a lot at you. Uh, by the way, uh, you can check out some old interviews, man. We, we've done a lot of stuff on the show. 
uh, throughout the years. We've had some different people have been a part of the show uh, for a number of years. Uh, Sean and Eric, an occasional uh, HR has been on the show as well. Uh, so thank you to them. And again, here we are, episode 300. But if you want to look at some old episodes or at least uh, listen to them, and we've had, you know, the, uh, <laughs> we've even had Gilbert on the show. Uh, we've had that. Uh, Paul Heyman, fantastic interview. He was on the show. Seth Rollins, Big E, Drew McIntyre, Chris Jericho twice, The Miz twice, Drew Carey even made a brief appearance on the show. We've had. A number of other superstars. We've had uh, Roman Reigns from The Vault. He's been on the show. Uh, we've had Natalia. We've even uh, celebrated uh, Rusev Day with uh, with Lana. So there's been a lot on the show throughout the years. You can find some of the interviews, some better than others. The Paul Heyman was great. Oh, by the way, AEW side. Uh, let's see. Wardlow, Eddie Kingston. They've been on the show. Mark Henry's been on the show. A lot of superstars. Check it out. ESPR, you can find us like at SoundCloud. Look at that page, some old interviews, or just just search ESPR interviews and uh, on the internet. A lot of stuff will come up. Or one of the six nine to fox.com or to the media tab or from 99com or to the media tab. There you go. Make sure you follow us Facebook and Twitter, ESPR 99, and we'll be uh, reviewing payback sometime over the weekend. Have a great Labor Day weekend if you're in the States and if you're elsewhere, go to work. There you go. My name is Dave Taylor, and as always, make sure you eat, sleep, podcast, and repeat. Have a great day.